Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Stick with the Japanese animation. Everybody and welcome back to the Otaku Host Club podcast. I, of course, am always Amelia, and I am always joined here with Jeff and Dan. Hello. We just got our one last kiss. Thrice yeah. upon a time, though. Yeah. Are you ever born? Yes. Born I'm, again, I'm Christians. I'm a new man. <laughs> I'm a new man after the fourth rebuild of Evangelion movie. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time for this moment. You know. Yeah. I watched Evangelion on TV when I was 18. I, I saw the first rebuild movie in Japan in 2007. Uh, saw the second one in Japan. Didn't saw when? the third one. What year? You have to be consistent. What year did it come out? What year? <laughs> what? I don't remember. Oh my god! <laughs> Must have been 2009. I'm gonna guess. The first one was 2007. First one yes. was 2007. Second yeah. one, 2009. Yeah. So the movies have been out for as long as the pilots of the Avas are old. Yeah, it was, it was a good long time. God, it's a while. But this is, you know, and, and it's a moment in time that that I've been waiting for. You know, like from from the first rebuild movie in 2007. So now I was planning on Morgan and I were, were planning on going to Japan to see this in theaters in 2020, and that got corona down. And then it went through the whole theatrical run in Japan, and uh, then I figured, well, it'll it'll come to theaters in the U.S. soon enough. Then it went on to Amazon. <laughs> yeah, like, nope. Fuck that! Yeah, Amazon. I never watched it on Amazon. Me either. Well, actually, I've never seen the rebuild movie, so right. <laughs> this is my first go of them. Yeah, I've watched ex- all of them. Give you an excuse to go out, like see the basically the end of what we know as Evangelion. Yeah. Until rebuild six point six six six. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it always goes. Well, so, like, I, wait a second, I have some more story to tell. Yeah. Well, I, I had a I had a wild weekend this weekend because I pulled an all nighter Friday before I came here. I was cleaning my yeah, apartment. Yeah, guys, and, you heard that right. Dan's in Baltimore, and we're recording in person. Yeah. So yeah. the vibes are high. Well, I I flew back at this juncture just so we could go see this movie in theaters as, <laughs> as a group. I bought tickets for everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. I. Uh, yeah, I was I was up all night Friday night cleaning. I packed my bags at like five in the morning and, and then got to the airport at seven AM and got back yesterday and went straight to sleep and slept for fourteen hours and woke up at seven AM today <laughs> and watched all three rebuild movies before I went to the mall to watch the fourth one. Oh my god. That sounds like you put in a whole work day. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all fresh in my mind. Yeah. 
That's the way to go about it, though. So yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna discuss our initial impressions about the fourth rebuild movie, yes. and then I think in a later episode we're going to dig deep on rebuild of Evangelion. Yeah, because there's a lot to tackle with this, and I feel like at this juncture I need to watch this movie four more times before I understand it <laughs> um, to give a review. Because right now my I could not review it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. that well. Th- that was my biggest takeaway. My biggest first impression, having watched all four movies today, is that the rebuild is so much more confusing than the original. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said that because I thought the same thing. And I was like, I'm going to come into this bitch only have watching each of these movies twice, once in Japanese and once in English. And Dan's going to just school me the whole time. No, it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think they intentionally made it difficult. Like you said, the, the techno babble, yeah. as you describe it, Dan, is high in the show. It is. And I think it's like an aesthetic choice. Yes. With, mm-hmm. But I, but it's like an homage to all the old super robot shows and sort of mech style shows. And, and it's Anno's it's Anno's signature style because he does mm. it in that Godzilla movie too. Yeah, Shin yeah, Godzilla. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So it's key. Uh my first impression was I knew what I was getting into. I know <laughs> I know what I was in for. And I wasn't expecting to get everything out of the first watch. Um but I was just generally satisfied. I think the last, I think it was a little heavy handed towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like pulling, I was trying to pull it together. Like my <laughs> mind started to wander. I was saying earlier, Dan started thinking about my life and other things. <laughs> and like You're contemplating your own existence. Yeah, essentially. And, and then like, also trying to read subtitles. Yeah. And thinking like, why is Anna doing this for this reason? And then I would just totally forget what was going on. Um, but it's just like, it's just, visually stunning mm-hmm. if you if anything you go in you go to watch this you're gonna at least find it a feast for your eyes you know yeah yeah it was simultaneously what i expected and not what i expected at all and i i and i'll, I'll say i loved it i would thought this was a of 10 out of 10 of course you terrific did. of course it is film experience yeah, of course <laughs> i fucking did i absolutely loved it I don't mm. think Rebuild is as good as um, the original by any means. TV series? Yeah. Yeah. And, or, and yeah, End of Evangelion as well. I don't or know like, if I've I would, seen those. Well, that's what I was saying at the video game arcade, that you hadn't seen the original. I've seen the original TV series, but not the Okay, movies. but not End of Evangelion. Yeah, mm. but not okay. like the movies, the old movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because this this is this is much closer to end of Evangelion, mm. and the way that this movie, because by the third rebuild movie, we're going way off course compared to the original. It's like completely different kind mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. but with a lot of the character development and the focus having been um, kind of turned on its head. And that continues for the first half of this movie. I did not. I'm so glad that I stayed away from all spoilers and didn't watch anything on YouTube. Didn't read anything about it. Cause the first half of this movie really didn't, it didn't throw me for a loop, but it took me by surprise. I was like, man, I, I was not expecting this kind of storytelling and mm. this kind of, of development. I thought it was brilliant. It was just yeah. fantastic. 
And then the second half of the movie jets us straight back to the way the original ended with End of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. It was just like a, a broad reinterpretation of End of Evangelion, you know, right all the way down to specific shots and specific, um, you know, moments. Like, for specific shots, an example of this being uh, Misato driving the ship through Armageddon Ray's hands and into the eyeball in a way that was parallel to Shinji in Unit 1 popping out of Armageddon Ray's eyeball in End of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Or the way that um, the the uh, Miss, Miss Lookalike uh, pops into LCL and Fiyutsuki pops into LCL in the same way that everybody pops into LCL in the original end of Evangelion. Um, like when they die. Yeah, but in the, well, so that's the thing in the in the original, it's pretty clear cut. I think what exactly is happening, and it's mm. they don't die in the original. That's not people dying in rebuild. Yeah, Ray Miss oh, Lookalike dies. Yeah. Fuyutsuki, I guess, dies, but it doesn't make sense to me. Like why? Why that happens? Why he dies at that juncture? Mm. I didn't really get it. Mm. Um, but yeah, the same, the second half of this movie is very similar to end of Evangelion and its sense of storytelling and Mm -hmm. it's, it's visual density and the way it jumps around in styles, you know, same way, like, um, the end of Evangelion does all the, uh, uh, the visual mismatch. They do that in this new movie too. You know, the end does this everybody on a stage and then you see the the production parts of the stage play they do that here too they call back to um shinji choking asuka in the kitchen the same way you know and in the new movie they have the two evangelions fighting in the kitchen uh so there's there's lots and lots of references (laughs) that was like really comical they they reference back to the very ending there's a scene where the again the animation style shifts and suddenly asuka wakes up on the beach right next to shinji which is the very ending scene of end of evangelion Mm. um yeah it was just just really paid a lot of homage but it was not a copy or a ripoff at all it was Totally its own thing with its with a completely different focus because it was all about gendo ikari rather than shinji uh, yeah, Shinji yeah, was, a was really interesting. In this movie too. Yeah, he's kind of well, but but he's he is he is yeah. He is. But the Shinji the Shinji Akari of Rebuild is is a radically different person than the Shinji Akari of the originals, and he he spends the first half of this movie being the the ultra depressed Shinji that we see in. The first half of End of Evangelion. Oh, he like he's like the most depressed I've ever seen him, and it's yeah annoying. And he's he's like that in End of Evangelion, but then Shinji in this movie, he like the the movie clearly conveys to you that Shinji blossoms into an adult, and the mm-hmm. movie ends with a grown up Shinji having moved past his childish emotions and his his childish worldview and and graduated into normal adulthood thank Uh, god that that's also that's like kind of what happens in end of evangelion but kind of not i mean the emotional arc of end of evangelion is a lot more vague even if the plot is way more understandable and and realized Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I was excited about the first half because in all of my time with Evangelion, you never get to see people actually living on the surface. And Truth. we and I've talked about this in other episodes of the podcast where like when I see big robot battles, I just think of like all the damage and the people that are down there, like in the real world, mm-hmm. like living through these like crazy robot battles. Mm-hmm. But um, in this movie, you get to see like what civilization on the surface kind of like looks like. Um, which I think is super cool because that's the question that throughout Evangelion I've always wanted to know. Um, but also my question, why don't they just like live in the, in underneath the surface? Why Fair does, question. I don't know. Why does everybody like try to live on top? Cause like yeah. nerve is like down there. This like nerves, like <laughs> nerve, like touches the earth's core. That's how far down into the earth it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm confused at why they don't just like, live down downstairs in the rebuild movies or just in general in the rebuild movies because that's what we're talking about but like also in general because in 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 the original the reason that nerve is in the geo front is because the geo front is where lilith's black egg was gotcha and adam's black egg was in the south pole so that's that's why they have access to this giant cavern in tokyo is because you know lilith's egg um had already created been been opened and had created humanity and then when they opened adam's egg that's what causes the first impact Mm. or wait maybe it causes second impact actually i take that back i think lilith lilith's egg would have been the first impact adam's egg was the second impact Mm. we're on the fourth impact by the way yes in the rebuild movies yeah we get to the fourth impact that's when we thought there couldn't be any more. <laughs> yeah, well, the re- so the rebuild movies... They just really be pulling these impacts out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, well, they really do. Like, again, the in the in the original, it all makes sense mm-hmm. in my mind. In the rebuild, they attach a certain tempo to the impacts. Like, oh, the first impact wiped out, you know, the, the oceans. And then the second impact... Purified, wi- purified, purified. Pur- yeah, purified the oceans. And the second impact purified the the land and the third impact purified the the spirits and and souls and the fourth impact is uh gonna transcend us to godhood it's like uh okay like what i want to know where these angels are coming from yeah because make this happen and all that stuff is explained in the original and they don't explain it in in the rebuilds because in in the original all of the angels are products of Adam you know like the the issue is that the egg hatched well the issue is that each planet is supposed to have one egg and earth by mistake has two mm. and each egg comes with a like kind of greater greater life form and a spear of longinus with which you would kill that greater life form the spear of longinus being like the the uh, safety measure or, or like the fail safe fail safe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they Lilith inhabits the earth. You know, all human beings come from the tree of knowledge. The tree of knowledge is Lilith. So Lilith eggs, cra- egg cracks, and that's the first impact. And that populates the world with humans. Then Adam's egg gets cracked by people by kind of unintentionally or like without knowing what they were doing. Mm. And 
with Adam's egg cracking, that unleashes the angels who have are from the tree of life. But two form two like avenues of life can't coexist on one planet. So it's like this this battle between humans that come from the tree of knowledge versus the angels that come from the tree of life. The angels being fully self-sufficient beings they have no emotional needs they have no physical needs they just exist they just kind of go about their business Mm. uh because they're imbued by the tree of life but they're not they they don't have emotions and intellect in the same way that humans do because Mm. humans come from the tree of knowledge so we lack the self-sufficiency, the physical self-sufficiency. So we have emotional needs, we have physical needs, mm-hmm. but we yeah, have emotions, have intellect because we're imbued with knowledge. Interesting. Yeah. They don't explain any of that in the Rebuild movies. None. <laughs> Whatsoever. We're supposed to already know that, I assume. But I don't. Also, I, I I wouldn't assume that. I think the rebuild movies just aren't concerned with telling a coherent story in the same way. So it is it the same timeline? Well, so or that's is it different. The, yeah, so that's universe. That's an interesting question too, because there was a time when the word on the street was that the fourth rebuild movie was going to tie the manga and the original anime series into a the same continuity that that the it would start if i if i remember this correctly it starts with the manga it ends with the fourth rebuild movie all of this is on the same continuity and is on a a like cyclic storytelling where the world just resets with with the third impact uh, over and over and life just like resets mm-hmm. and then keeps building to the same point and resets and the rebuild movies are about um breaking that karmic cycle and they hinted that with Kaoru talking about how there are many Kaorus on the moon mm-hmm. and that each Kaoru plays the same role over and over. They interact with, you know, same but different Shinjis. And we see Kaoru somehow he's an officer talking to Kaji. <laughs> and um, it, I didn't really understand. I, I understood that that's supposed to be the moment that ties it all together, but I, I didn't really understand the the like line of logic as to how this all works. And I, I've decided that I actually don't want it to work. I don't think it's a good interpretation to have the rebuild movies be on the same continuity as the original anime and that this should all be a cyclic story mm-hmm. because the rebuild movies undo a lot of the logic of the original anime show and and jeff and i were talking about this before the uh before the movie that in the original all the avas have the pilot's mother imbued inside of them and that makes sense in unit one they have yui ikari stuck in there Mm -hmm. um which is what allows unit one to be like fully awakened unit two has asuka's mother in there but not all of Asuka's mother, which is why Asuka's mother goes insane in the original Mm -hmm. and why unit two uh, never awakens until the last second. And unit zero has no soul in there, which is why it goes insane in the testing stage and why it is just kind of useless. And 
the rebuild movies completely throw that line of logic out of the window. I mean, there's no way that could be true in the rebuild movies. But yet, Yui Yukari still gets stuck inside Unit 1. <laughs> but why? Like, there's no reason for that to happen. So that by the end, Gendo can hug her naked in the sky <laughs> and then pierce them both yeah. seppuku style with whatever arrow situation and Again, is the, the human instrumentality project makes perfect sense in the end of Evangelion and in the original TV show that everyone loses their physical form and becomes one mass, um, one, one mass consciousness. <laughs> but in the rebuild movies, they say that that's the, the same goal, but they, that's never demonstrated or like shown on screen in a way that, that makes sense or is understandable. Yeah. I, so what I understand is that Anno was, was making these movies to give a big fuck you yes, uh, to Gynax for one, right? And yeah. his fans. Mm. And they didn't, he didn't want, like he wanted, he didn't want to serve the, uh, the fan base and give them exactly what they wanted. So he, he, they gave, he gave me exactly what I wanted. Yeah. He's like, Oscar on the beach all ripped up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let's, and let's make the Ava's like funky looking and like, you know, let's give them, let's make their bodies look kind of distorted and give them extra, uh, girth around their, their midsection, mm-hmm. make them look kind of, you know, oblong. And I don't know, like the, just things like that, things that are not aesthetically pleasing as, as it maybe were in the, in the original, but like even just I, the tech in this show is ridiculous. God, like the yeah. flying fucking whale, blue. I go away. It's like a whale essentially with wings. Yeah, uh, yeah. The spaceship. It's too know? much. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it, too much for my brain to process. <laughs> and the, and the, it, I think that's what I think that's what makes them so the movie so confusing is that like my brain is trying to figure out what a fucking zero nine and three um, at half capacity um, launching somewhere. At, I don't know. And I'm like, what does that even, what does all that mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brain's yeah. trying to like, think about what that could be in this world. And then like the subtitle is gone. We're on to the next thought. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be, you know, like a Maishi kind of work where you kind of just let it yeah, the techno- flow over babble. you. Yeah. yeah. Techno battle isn't it, important. Kind of, you know, flow over you and you just kind of become one with. The, yeah. <laughs> with the, we were talking at dinner while Dan was in the bathroom, but I said, Evangelion has always been about vibes for me. It's never been about mm-hmm. like um, trying to pinpoint every point of the story. Um, when I feel like the rebuilds are definitely that, just like let mm. them happen to you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I, I agree. But I, as we were also saying at dinner, yeah, the original is so much better. And when yeah. we think of the vibes, unfortunately, right up until the end, I don't think rebuild ever creates the vibe or has the moments that the original does i think that's because they just the original there is a lot of like breathing room there's like a lot of scenes that are completely silent there's a lot of scenes that are just like you know two characters in a room um whereas like with the rebuild movies i've noticed um there's a lot of care like characters talking about something that happened to explain to the audience what happened but you know that they already know this fact about what happened because they lived through it Mm mm-hmm and, it, mm-hmm. and it's just like the reiteration of plot that I've seen and then like not explaining things that need explanation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you get some of the vibes throughout the Bubil movies, but it's yeah, to your point, it's, it's limited. Like I keep thinking about like times where like Shinji was in the theater in the TV show, in the TV series, like and there's a couple making out in front of him because he's yeah. just like he doesn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ran, oh, yeah, he yeah, ran, yeah. he ran away. So he runs away multiple times in the in the rebuild movies, and like they play the music, the kind of like it's not sappy, but it's sort of like a jazzy. Um, you know, peace uh, over top of that. And that's the kind of shit, like to your point, that I really like and enjoy as well. Yeah. And it's like the long extend, extended takes of them going down an escalator. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I guess I want to clarify it. I don't want to say that Rebuild of Evangelion has no vibes mm-hmm. or is not atmospheric because it does have vibes and it is atmospheric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I want to say is that the end of Evangelion or that the original Evangelion was significantly more impactful and articulated that you know the original gets an a plus and the rebuild gets like a b Mm -hmm. for this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and and speaking of how those differences play out you you mentioned amelia the the extended scenes and i i noticed that when i was re-watching all the movies today the famous scene where oscar and ray are in the elevator and in the original, that scene is a solid like three minutes or something where they're just in this elevator, just like awkwardly standing there. And the, the silence is, is so heavy. And then they start arguing and Asuka slaps Ray in the rebuild. That scene is like less than 60 seconds. And it's so different. And then Asuka tries to slap Ray, but Ray catches her hand. And what really stood out to me uh, the first time, first few times I saw it was, wow, what, what, a, what a difference in character writing, mm-hmm. you know, which there's a lot to say about re- re- how Rebuild is so different um, than the original in terms of its character writing. But we'll dig into that at a, when we really yes. dig deep on this when stuff. we really dig deep. But, um, at the moment, yeah, it, I want to highlight that that you can feel the difference in directing as well because that scene is so different in its execution, mm. you know. Mm. And maybe that's the that's what I'm getting at with like the the original really got vibes, but rebuild. I, I think everything in rebuild is toned down and and made to be more easily approachable and more easily consumable for the average person. Mm. So I do think the original is difficult to get through it's it's simultaneously really dense but also really fluffy yeah and the rebuild i think is not really dense or fluffy in the same ways until the second half of this movie which is really dense correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like people tend to fall off ava the original series after the training arc and like basically basically when things started getting weird and there's a lot of um, philosophical quandary. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. That's when it gets you know, good. And people, and pe- yeah, so there's like two camps. People either hate it when it happens mm-hmm. or they fall in love and they become, you know, Ava heads or whatever. You yeah. Know. I feel like this does a little bit, like to your point, yeah, it's it's more accessible, even though the last movie, <laughs> this last movie is uh, a mouthful <laughs> uh, and just, like, I, th- I think heavy handed, but like, in the way that some people are really going to enjoy mm-hmm. or just not, re- not have a, they may, you may not have a, mm, you, you know, you might not have a positive reaction mm. to it, mm. but the people in the theater, there's quiet. 
There wasn't any, you know, booing or clapping or very respectful audience. Very quiet. Yeah, we're like, are we in Japan? Here. Yeah, we're respectful. <laughs> Baltimore is a respectful place. <laughs> yeah, compared to like us going to see Hunter, um, Hunter, Hunter, uh, um, uh, God damn it! What I'm the not gonna help you. I'm not gonna <laughs> Demon Slayer and <laughs> My Hero Academia. <laughs> oh yeah, where people were hyped, right? Yeah, yeah it was like total crowd reaction yeah but you know i feel like people in the audience were our age or older would you would you yes. say yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of um well, male bonding well i felt like the people who <laughs> I, I felt like the people men. whose seats we stole were were uh, younger than us <laughs> did we steal them i'm assuming so I, think, I don't know why else they would sit in those two seats immediately next to me and yeah. the road was full i know well i, I think oh. it was full because we stole their seats oh because well, I definitely was not looking very closely at what seats we sat in. Oh, I just a row F sat my ass down. Yeah, yeah, because there was a seat at the end of our aisle to our right of us. Two of them. There were two seats. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, what's your favorite rebuild movie? This one. Hmm. I'm gonna say the second one. He's going to say that. That's what he said. <laughs> why, why did you like the second one the most? Um, I feel like it's the first one that like breaks away from the, the loop of Evangelion. Exactly. Yeah. The first one's very close to the original series. Mm-hmm. Second yeah. one starts to deviate, but I like the deviation. I like the, I like it. It's, it's, it's tight. Everything about it is tight. There's a middle a beginning, middle and end. Mm-hmm. I never felt bored. Or I never felt like it was leading you on too much. And it has a nice climatic ending. It's like a, it's a conventional type of movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The third it, one's slow. It is slow. It is really I slow. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I like the third and the fourth movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I really like um, Mari. Uh, yeah. And I, I was I was shocked that re- this movie ended with Shinji and Mari being the couple. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I, uh, I did not said, see that coming. She, I feel like she... Um, I feel like she like marked him, like sent marked him. <laughs> she pissed on him. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the fourth movie. First watch. I'm sorry, the third movie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna okay. say. We <laughs> only watched it, <laughs> watched it once. <laughs> and then I, and then when I watched it again, I enjoyed it a lot more. I think, mm. I think all the movies are worth a second watch. Yeah, and I, I don't want to sound like I am ragging too hard on Rebuild of Evangelion because I, I get that it's not as good as the original. But I think Rebuild should get the utmost respect for being an ideal execution of rebooting a franchise Mm. because it starts in the original, but with important differences. And then it takes those differences and moves the story in a completely different direction in a way that is not forced, in my opinion, in a way that is is just kind of interesting mm-hmm. and, and it, it stands on its own merits relatively well, but it also stands um, as a reflection of the original mm-hmm. as, as a compare and contrast with the original in a way that's rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, every, every rebooted franchise should be so lucky as to have a reboot that has the sort of grounding and respect for the original to stay true to its roots, but also the ambition and the vision 
to just take it in a totally different direction and and see that through to the end. Mm. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's a um, result of Anno being in complete control. And it yeah. really just shows to show you that it's his baby. This is his yeah. brainchild. Mm. You know, so without however much he hates it, you know, well, just like Shinji. Yeah, I mean, because the the ending, the ending of this movie really, you know, I I read it as as a condemnation of anime and Evangelion in a really interesting way. And yeah, as a condom that protects you from anime and Evangelion. No, the uh, because with with end of Evangelion, he is. Ano has said in interviews, if I recall correctly, that End of Evangelion was rooted in how much people hated the original ending and people sending him death threats and, and people being so upset with the, the series ending. So he came at, at End of Evangelion like, all right, I'm going to make this fucked up movie where all your favorite characters die these gruesome deaths and everyone's so depressed and the whole thing's going to be like, you know, like a big fuck you to the fans. And rebuild ending... I'm thinking specifically of Shinji in the stage area telling, I think he's telling Ray that I'm going to make a world where there, I'm going to, to recreate the world such that there is no Evangelion, that there are no, there are no angels. There are no Ava's like none of this happens. And I took that in a more meta sense that he's going to, you know, create recreate a world. It, it, yeah, I guess when we when we view that in combination of of the ending scene where they're on the everybody is just a normal ass fucking adult on the on the train going to platform on their way to work, and they're having they they broadcast to the audience that they are now adults. I I took Shinji's words in a more meta sense that like, all right, we're going to recreate this world where we do away with our childish fantasies, with our childish emotions, with our childish interests and worldview. And we rise into adulthood where we are, you know, fully mature and grown and introspective and, um, you know, have confidence have the ability to connect with people around us, you know, can see more than uh, just ourselves in a selfish way. And I don't think that anime is quite that bad. I don't think you have to abandon it in order to become an adult. I feel like an adult, you know, I'm a big anime guy, but I also feel like well, an adult. I definitely, I had, I had a stage like that where I was like, I gotta, I have to get rid of this, this thing. It's holding me back. Yeah. This thing of anime is claim holding me back. And I, yeah, I think I can relate to Ano and maybe even like Miyazaki's sort of up nose in the air kind of mm. attitude towards anime. And then, but then like realizing that I think this holds true to a lot of things, but we become more of who we are. We don't necessarily change. We just become more of, of what we identify as. Yeah, truth, truth. Uh, That's a good way of putting it. So I think, yeah, I've like personally reached that point at some, you know, like music and art, whatever it may be, and, and media in general. But I think, like, even The Matrix does that with their last movie. It's a very meta movie, mm. and it's kind of poking fun of the of the fandom. And I don't know if you guys have watched it, but nope. the gist of it is that, 
Yeah, the new Matrix. Oh, I haven't watched any of the Matrixes. Oh. Well, never okay. seen the original <laughs> Matrix. No. Damn, man, we should do a podcast episode. About that. <laughs> we can do the Animatrix. How about that? But they, you know, they, you know, the gist is that they're they're in a they're in the ones and the zeros land. Yes. Yeah. yeah they're being controlled. It's, it's, it's basically a popular slang term at this point. The Matrix sure. to be I mean, in the I Matrix. Get, I, like I, I know the reference. I can, I can picture the reference in my head. I haven't actually seen them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to summarize, quick, just not even to summarize. I'm just going to say that in the, the the last movie, they flip it and they are uh, in a video game. Oh, so fuck, the Matrix is recreated that? inside of a video game. Damn. And yeah, they have to break out of the video game. It's weird. It's like it's a it pro- sounds like I would love it. Yeah, it's, there's programming going on. There's sentient beings. These, so it's these like Sword Art Online. Yeah, that's what it sounds. Yeah, like. uh, yeah, and 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 the Matrix, the original it's Matrix Keanu trilogy, Reeves. is the video game that they're in. So, so <laughs> uh-huh. Keanu is in the movie. Uh-huh. He's just a normal dude. Um, Keanu, um, Keanu Reeves, Neo, and yeah. um, Neo, and his partner um, Mobius. Morbius? No, no, that's no. Morpheus. That's, that's Lawrence Fishburne's character. Oh. The girl character. Oh, the girl. Yeah. Uh, God, it's, it's, don't remember. The girl character. Yeah, the girl character. <laughs> that's really bad. But yeah, she's also like living her like a separate life, you know, and she's like trying to remember how she was in the, the original Matrix. But yeah, people hated it for that reason. Mm. They're like, well, I want another Matrix that yeah. continues the story. But Oh, that one sounds cool to me. That sounds bizarre. You haven't seen it? No. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the original trilogy. Yeah. Well, I was going to call her Matilda. <laughs> Neo and Matilda. Is <laughs> <laughs> her name Matilda? God, this is going to yeah, bother me. Just looking it up now. God damn it. So, let me get the let me, let me make sure I understand this right. So they're saying so the the original Matrix <laughs> took place inside a video game, and in the fourth movie they are, are just back in the video game. They're just playing this video game. Yeah, it's like as if it's as if the entire story of the original three movies was is being retold. People are playing the game yeah. like it was a, like it never happened essentially. Uh. So there's a program created. A new program was created at the end of the third movie. So it's, everything's reborn again, get a rebirth, yeah. and the Matrix is essentially uh, a port of of right. Because yeah. in the, at the end of the Matrix trilogy, I th- if I remember right, they make the point that the people that want to stay in the Matrix can stay, mm-hmm. and the people that want to leave can leave. Yeah, they make that deal, right? Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. So that so that new world that's created, that one that's like a more of a. Um, so uh, the people that stayed are now in a video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to sort art online. <laughs> I'm gonna skip this one. Yeah, I mean, Trinity. 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 Right. Trinity. Trinity. Neo and Trinity. Yeah. Sounds it's, like a cheerleader. Sure. Neo, a uh, uh, goth punk. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a goth cheerleader. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it's like a couple uh, from the OC, or no, not the OC, from One Tree Hill. One Tree I Hill. don't think I've seen that one. Oh, maybe we should. It's great. <laughs> mm. 
the meta um, movie. So this, yeah, this is the meta, the meta series. I didn't, uh, didn't, uh, anime bros hate this one. I one, didn't listen to anybody's podcast about it. Anime bros. Did you, hate they didn't this hate one? it. No one, one was off. Was on. Was, the one, like uh, the, the yeah. one other one. And the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Earthworm loves Ava. Yeah. Earthworm, yeah, Earth, Earthworm loves Ava and FL, FLCO. If you love Ava, shouts, shouts us out. Yeah, shouts Hit us out. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to talk about Rebuild, for real, for real. Yeah, come on our podcast. Hits us up. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite character in the Rebuilds? Mm, the thing is, they kind of meaningfully changed my favorite characters from the original. Okay. Who's your favorite character from the original? Gendo Akari and Kaji. And who's your favorite now? Yeah. Suzuhara. Who the fuck is that? The doctor. The blonde haired one? <laughs> the blonde haired one? No, Ritsuko. Sakura? No, Suzuhara was the, uh, his the freckle, classmate. The freckle, the freckle yeah, girl? Yeah, classmate. The pregnant oh, fre- yeah, yeah. freckle girl. No, that's a boy. This classmate that beats up Shinji and then he grows oh. up to marry Hikari and they start a family. Yeah, she got she has three freckles. Oh, she, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> really? I mean, well, I'm only saying Come that on. because I don't necessarily have a favorite. I feel I'm looking what? I'm looking for Gendo to be my favorite, but I feel like he's not nearly as articulated and not conniving, but like in the original, his scheme makes sense to me and I like it. And in this one, his scheme doesn't make much sense to me and I don't understand what he's doing. Mm. And in the original, Kaji is so cool. Kaji is cool. And in this one, he's still cool, but I'm thrown by, you know, they do a lot of telling us that Kaji sacrificed himself to stop the third impact, but. Uh, that is never explained. How did he do it? How did he stop the third yeah, impact? That was weird. Yeah, yeah stayed, was weird. I didn't get back. it. That's all they said. He stayed back. He stayed he, back, Dan. He, he was sidelined. Yeah, he stayed back to sacrifice himself. Yes. But then they're saying that. Yeah, I just didn't like what. <laughs> what did he do? The same thing over. They, he stayed back. And then it, he stopped it because <laughs> the third impact, the near near, yeah, third impact becomes near third impact because Kaoru comes down from the moon and shoots him with a lance. Okay, of Okay, character I could do without he to me. Why Kaoru? Yeah, why? He, Just what? He's like the love interest. Is essential. He well, how? Why? Well, in the original. Okay. He is essential. <laughs> okay. See, because that's the thing. Yeah, he is. He is the you know in the original he's the thirteenth angel. Okay. He, and he is to be Shinji's kind of like Shinji's parallel, and he's the one that bonds with Shinji and sets him up for the events of End of Evangelion. I mean, he's not only a plot device, but thematically he's supposed to be Shinji's, you know, counterpart, Shinji's partner. Mm-hmm. Uh they have this kind of unspoken gay love affair between them. Um as a react, you know, that's supposed to be like bringing Shinji out of his shell or like the person that can really connect with Shinji. He spent 20, you know, five episodes or 20 three episodes or whatever um, being unable to connect with people around him because 
of his insecurities that have, have built up so many walls, like how uncomfortable he is having emotional empathy and, and having real, how uncomfortable he is dealing with his emotions in a way that prevents him from connecting with people. But Kaoru is the only one that doesn't elicit any emotional discomfort out of him because of his like super passive and super empathetic nature. So he's able to connect with Shinji and build a real human relationship. It's the only real human relationship that he has in the original show. So then when he has to kill Kaoru is such so, so emotionally devastating to him, mm-hmm. which is what sets him up for how he behaves in end of Evangelion. Uh, in the rebuild, they do this. He serves kind of a similar thematic uh, point and, and plot point, but it, it sits differently because Shinji is written so differently. Like he, he doesn't have nearly the same depth of emotional problems that he, that he does in the original. And Kaoru is not nearly as like gay in, in rebuild. You know, he's he's like more, um, more just like this guy that's your friend and not like your soulmate. You know, mm. like every everything in rebuild is just less intense. You know, I mean, he came in for like 30, 30 minutes of screen time, maybe, maybe not even that. And the only reason why I feel like he was necessary was to like make Shinji go crazy by the end of the third movie. Yeah, that's part of it. And that's it. Well, in the rebuilds, to me, it doesn't seem like he serves any other purpose besides that. But he, Shinji could have been equally as sad over Asuka and losing both Asuka and Ray. Yeah. At the same time. Well, and that he, he is, he is upset mostly about, well, yeah, I guess you're right. In the third movie, he is, he is perfectly upset about losing Ray and confused about his, situation with Asuka in the fourth movie, he is upset over losing Kaoru. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the, the theme is muddier because everyone's written a little bit more to be like a little bit more confident. So mm. it, it is less, their relationship is less impactful in, in rebuild. Like as an, as, as a viewer, their relationship is less impactful than it is in, in the original. Mm. And also in the original, in the original he's yeah, he is the 13th angel. And he serves a very specific point to like infiltrate, find his way through nerve and get down to central dogma because Sele thinks that Adam is in central dogma, but in reality it's Lilith. And so they just like didn't, didn't, they had their intelligence wrong in the rebuild. He is to be simultaneously, like he says, I am Adam. He like says he's the first angel, so he and he says that he's 13th. Adam, but he's also the thirteenth angel. He like is the thirteenth angel, but then he becomes the first angel, and this is supposed to be, <laughs> I, I think, something about how this is all a cyclic story, and it all like it's a story that just keeps repeating. Mm. And I just didn't really, yeah, some yeah, I I also didn't understand where he sits. You know, he is referenced as Sele's boy mm-hmm. by Fuyutsuki. Uh, but I didn't really get like how exactly he was Sele's boy or like what what it all meant. I didn't it wasn't as clear to me in Rebuild mm-hmm. as it was in the original. 
Okay, if... Jeff. Your favorite character before and after. <laughs> before and before after. rebuild, after rebuild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I think it's the same. It's still Asuka. I think Asuka's still like my favorite character mm. from a maybe from a superficial level <laughs> as a fanboy. You know, like they catered to that in this movie, in these last three movies, four movies. She's like, well, three movies. She's like, yeah, there's so much. She's like the only nude character in the entire series, mm. if not the most. Yeah, most of her shots are, uh, she's butt naked what? in her underwear. I was watching a third movie yesterday and Carrie came home. She's like, why are all the shots of her crotch? And I was like, well. Because that's what we want. I, just, I didn't say anything. I was like, well. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have no good excuse. <laughs> Any characters that um, subverted your expectations in these movies? In the movies, um, I guess Gendo for his fucking Cyclops eyes. Yeah, he's a fucking Cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> that's really for like his character design. Um, how about him <laughs> scraping his brains off of the ground? Oh and putting yeah, them that, back was into his head? that was shocking. That was shocking. Like, yeah. What the fuck. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miss. I think Misato was really. Damn, she. Oh yeah. Same. I think Misato was pretty what you, high. Whatever on the you're list. saying. Yeah. I think same. But like in the original series, Misato was top two. I think now she's she's definitely like top. Top. She's she's a great character. Yeah. Oh really? Great I think voice I'm acting. Opposite. Really? Yeah. yeah you the like opposite? Her. I am opposite. Misato is oh, the one that here. I would date. <laughs> no, in the old, in the um, original, I would date the shit out of Misato. I thought yeah. she was like this badass bitch that like didn't take shit from anybody. Mm-hmm. She like was there to do her job and do it well. Um, and then in the movie, in the movies, I feel like her her, her like her whole vibe like shifted because she wasn't like following orders from from the top she was the top mm. and so she had all of this extra responsibility on her mm. that made her kind of like not like less of a badass because she is like now running um a company Wheelie, wheel yeah. whatever willy 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 um <laughs> but mm. <sighs> she they don't they don't portray her so badass at all she's just kind of like um quiet hmm. I don't know. but i love asuka i loved asuka she it was masato was my favorite from the old series um asuka was my second favorite um i think now it asuka is my top like i love her so much she is like a character that i feel like um very akin to um she's a badass bitch I think Asuka and Asuka and Ray are both way more likable in Rebuild than in the original. Oh, movie. absolutely. And Shinji too. Yeah. That's actually why I think Rebuild is not as good as the original. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember being annoyed at Asuka in the original series. To your point. Yeah, like slightly, but uh, like also, she did get shit done. Yeah, when they dig, when I dug, they dug into her backstory and her trauma. It was like, ugh. Like I really felt sympathy for her mm-hmm. as a character mm-hmm. and Ray, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, <laughs> Ray was really funny in this movie. Yeah, Ray. I, I really enjoyed watching well, Ray. I can't I, call her Ray. 
Oh, she's not right. Miss Lookalike. Miss Lookalike. I, I know that you didn't like Miss Lookalike. I didn't like Miss... Okay, so I'm sitting here in this movie theater, <laughs> and everything that somebody says, she goes, what's that? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, tiny, I'm tired of hearing Kordiwan Nani. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing that. Like, yeah. we're not going to do this the whole two and a half hours. Yeah. We're just not. I, I thought... I thought it wasn't cute. It was it was cute you know? after when when she writes the letter. Yeah. The and when letter. she starts like actually coming out of her shell and being like, yeah. oh, like I feel like that's like kind of like what people go through like to grow up is like realizing that you are uh, your own person and you can make decisions for yourself. And like if you want to, you can do the thing, you know, yeah. whereas like Ray has always taken orders and she's like, wait a second, like. I'm alive and I'm not taking orders. Yeah, this is yeah. weird. I'm allowed to be alive. <laughs> well, along along those lines, fuck Shinji for not giving her a name. Fuck Shinji for I that. I thought that was the worst part of this movie was that Shinji looks at Miss Lookalike striving for independence and self-actualization and identity. And he and just looks, yeah, and just totally negs her and is like, He's like, no. Nah. Eh. You know, aren't you right. just Ayanami? Like, no, motherfucker. That's the whole goddamn point. <laughs> mm. Like, like, just call, call her like, you know, what? What? Atanami. Like, just, is that what? Is that what he, or did you just make that up? I just made that up. Oh, he just made that up. Mm. Yeah, but it, you know, something that sounds like Ayanami, but it's different. Yeah, you know? Ananami. Atamami. <laughs> That's, That's not a word. That's not a word. Ray Ray. Yeah, little, right. Little, little Ray Ray. Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my favorite part of the movie, and this was just a little thing, but what what caused me to have self-reflection on my life was when Gendo was doing his in the train, uh, digging deep into his psychology, and he talks about how he just wanted to be reunited with Yui. And then he looks at Shinji and is like, oh, there's Yui. Yui was there all along. And I thought about how, you know, children, I thought about children as extensions of their parents. And I thought about me and Hannah talking about having kids. Uh, Don't bring this to sad, Dan. Bring it back up. Bring it that back was up. my favorite part. Okay. My favorite yeah. part was when Asuka shoved food down Shinji's throat because he wouldn't fucking yeah, eat because he's a little fucking and bitch. The camera work on that was out of control. It was. Mm. And then I also really like um, when Mari goes like batshit insane any, at any point in the rebuilds. I think she is a pivotal character because she can make people do things that they wouldn't normally do. She's like mm-hmm. very much um, helps Asuka along when they're when they're out battling in their Avas, go into berserk mode. Mm-hmm. I love her, and she's. I'm gonna keep saying it because I watched the I watched Darling in the Franks first and this second, but she's so much like Zero Two or Zero Two is so much like Mari. Yeah, mm. so a lot of parallels I'm seeing. Now I'm like, mm, Darling in the Franks, you gotta like took from Evangelion a lot, but it's okay. Because I like symbiotic it. relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Your favorite part, Jeff? I I I had it. I had it in the theater. And then we talked about it and at dinner, know. and then now, and I just don't remember. <laughs> I I can visualize uh, Ray and Shinji talking, and like them. Th- um, there's a fishing scene too in the village uh, when Shinji goes out with um, 
childhood friend. Kinsuke. 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 Like, I like those moments of just, like, peacefulness, mm. serenity, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt calm and relaxed. I don't know. I, but they, I don't have a specific... Mm, I have to rewatch it. Because I, I feel like I, I wanted to write it down and be like, mm-hmm. this is... It clicked. Something clicked for yeah, me. Jeff's and, a note taker. Yeah. Well, so, you know, someone... I, I've been asked multiple times if I have, if I have ADHD. <laughs> Uh, and then I asked my mom. She's like, "Well, we didn't want to give you medicine. <laughs> you we didn't want to give medicine. So you are diagnosed." Well, she didn't like, say. No. I asked. I was like, "What do you th- like? You am I?" And she's like, "Well, I don't know." She's like, "She kind of, she kind of <laughs> diverted." Well, tell you. Yeah, it's right. like, "Well, we didn't, we don't, we didn't believe in giving medi- you know, giving you and your brother so medication." She, she didn't want to get you diagnosed because if you got diagnosed, you would have to get. Medication. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And everyone in our generation is like being yeah. diagnosed at that time. Oh like yeah, absolutely. They were just handing rolling oh, out absolutely. like candy. Mm-hmm. So. No, but I, I feel I, that though. I just ha- like I need I need to um, for for me to remember shit. I need to like have it written down. A visual, either some kind of visual aid or yeah. Mm. Yeah, for like when we do Chainsaw Man or we do like Attack on Titan, I like to watch it first, like normal, and yeah. then watch it a second time and pause every time I want to say something, write <laughs> it down, and then maybe not even like not even like read from my notes, but just like the f- me watching it and then writing down my thought like solidifies it in my brain more interesting yeah yeah no same same yeah and um i've been told that well this is this is something on the side but like going back to taking film class uh film uh, in college like they they suggested this method of being like all right so you need to you need to watch it for pleasure and then and then watch it again to be critical or like mm-hmm. be analytical of it. And I think it's, I think that's true. I think yeah. I mean, even like the podcast I listen to where they, just, there's like two or three movie podcasts I listen to and they've watched shit like three or four times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like, am I doing it wrong? But we're talking <laughs> about, you know, series that are super yeah. long. Like, yeah. We're not going to watch it three times. Yeah. But a movie is, it's like, it's neatly packed and mm-hmm. there's a middle beginning, middle and end. And like, you can say a lot in that short period. Except for the rebuilds. They have two ends. They have like four oh, ends. They just like end and then they start again and then they end and then they start again. Yeah. Well, I, it feels I, like two movies in one. It does. Yeah, this, this one especially did. And I was thinking about how End of Evangelion, they frame it as being two separate episodes and one mini episode. And uh, they have meaningful pauses between this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you remember in End of Evangelion, they end the quote unquote first episode. And then they have like a two minute credit roll and then they go back. Oh to yeah, it, that's right. And oh. it, it gives a really great Hell breathing yeah. room for just how intense <laughs> everything sounds, is. Yeah. Like I, my butthole was numb. That's how long I was sitting on my butt. For yeah. That, this, this fourth movie could have benefited from something like that because of how dramatically different the two halves were. Mm. I think it was not, but I, I understand why they didn't do it like that because yeah. what happened the, to intermissions? Well, end of Evangelion was meant to supplant or or uh, fit with the last two episodes of of the TV series. Mm. So it, it's a movie, but it's kind of like in context, it's framed as being episodes. But Rebuild of Evangelion was meant to be a movie franchise, so they're not like two episodes mashed together. It's one movie. So mm. yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know how I watched the original end of, end of 
You know how I, <laughs> you know how you I watched with your eyes. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, so I never watched the end of Evangelion until I bought an international Japanese VHS copy of it <laughs> from a bookstore in in uh, New York City. Um, and I, yeah, there was no subtitles. Not so I had to just. Yeah, I watched the. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I was like, "Well, but I bought it. I bought it for thirty dollars. I got to watch, watch it. And I don't know where it is. Oh no, I, I must have gotten lost in between moves. But mm. it was uh, coveted in my collection of things that I had. And I'm like, well, uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe I need to look for this thing. That maybe was your pleasure watch. Yes, that was my pleasure <laughs> watch of not knowing what the fuck was happening. Yeah, for real, that. But it was so visually beautiful that I didn't care. Like I was yeah. like, well. Here we go. That is something I will say. Like, even though, like, there is criticism where we're saying, like, the first series has, like, vibes, like, the animation in all of the rebuilds is, like, visually so stunning. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I don't care about the story. Like, I care about the story. But, like, because of how well it's animated and all of, like, the different, like, visual aspects it has. Like, it goes through, like, production shots. It goes to, like, hand-drawn, um, hand-drawn, like, style. It's got, like, hyper 3D rendered, like, giant ray faces in it. Like, there's so much animation skill that you can see on screen Mm -hmm. that, like, it's definitely something to to watch. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where the... Um, bodies are falling. There's a bunch of figures falling, like yeah. white ones. Yeah, so yeah. I, I had, all those were animated uh, individually. Bam. Yeah, and there's mm-hmm. there's probably like three or four layers of it. I think maybe the ones in the back are 3D. Mm-hmm. But I saw something online, or someone was pointing this out, and I thought that was pretty fascinating. Like, so there's a lot of 3D animation, but there's also a lot of hand drawn animation yeah. that you probably may think it is 3D or vice versa. Yeah. Well, the the switcheroo of art styles is something that they do in in End of Evangelion as well, and they actually they show a clip of End of Evangelion in this movie. Like literally, it's just playing projected in, in yeah. movies projected onto a wall. Now that's fucking meta. Yeah. <laughs> are your Yeezys so new they're not even dirty on the bottom yeah, yet? This is the first time I've worn them. Shit Wait, so boy. those are new ones. All right, so you got like one Shit in every color boy. now. We got, the, got primary get the primary colors. Get the primary colors. Yeah, I mean, I I got the blue one, these red ones, a white one, and then what I would say are like purple ones. They're That's black, right. but they got like purple, yellow, orange going on. Shit. Yeah. I was going to compliment you on them, but I was like, no, you've worn these. And then in my head, I was <laughs> like, no, first, you've never worn them. These are fresh them. out of the box. They, they yeah. don't even uh, have, you, they you came make in, no scuffs? They like came nothing. in the mail yesterday, and then I put them on just for this. Damn. To go with my sexy. red Evangelion shirt Shit. underneath this. What is it? Uh, here, I'll take off my sweater. Yeah, we're on video. Reveal. Though. Reveal. We got a reveal over here. Can't let me hold your mic. I mean, the... The sweater is a great one, too. Yes. Where'd yeah. you get it? Off the internet. Okay. This is the hype okay, Ava. This is the this is hype Ava, Ava reveal. Just take your whole shirt off. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take it all off for a giant Evangelion <laughs> Tattoo. Hell this yeah. Is, this is one I got in... Turn that uh, way. This is one I got in Tokyo yeah. back in the day. Fuck hell yeah. And then it's... Oh, well, let's see what we got. And and it's red on red, so it's yeah. like harder, it is hard to see. Harder we to also see. have a red light going on. But yeah, that's the front, <laughs> and then it's got a full, full back. Oh, yeah. full back. Show that off. Nerve, yeah. nerve, little yeah. nerve. Yeah. 
I'm like, like, squat. <laughs> Why is this picture of me just his crotch? Why is it all the angles just crotch? Oh, mine's from, um, mine's from, um, Hot Toppy. Hot Toppy. Hot Toppy. Got a little, mm-hmm. wait, where is it? It's so big. It's like an X, 2X or something. Yeah. Got a little Nerve logo. And it's, um, Shinji. Unit one. Unit one. I have a mic now. I have to talk yeah. into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, kamikaze girls he got it's sexy on the back oh yeah the front sexy. is good but it's sexy on the back yeah. down here low yeah squat there you go oh, 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 oh. Yeah. twerk a little bit <laughs> a little twerk and um if you join the patreon you can see the video before anyone else mm-hmm. see your naked bodies there's no only only fans that's our only fans join our only fans just to take this shirt off (laughs) shit I even have a reveal underneath do you have another A shirt yeah oh shit I got the the Ray and oh hell yeah the Ray and uh, Asuka hell yeah (sighs) shit and this Asuka's so fucking cool in the rebuild movies like thank goodness yeah I got about two figures that I want to add <laughs> to my collection like at least girl just does such a good job such a good job mm-hmm. she fights so hard mm-hmm. and she doesn't give a fuck she's like Shinji shut the fuck up and stop being a little bitch <laughs> You do nothing. Just stand, just lay there. Yeah. And do nothing. She's she's a lot more sh- uh, strict on Shinji and rebuild than in End of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was tough love. I was like, kind of hate. I, I was like, why are you being so mean to? <laughs> but then, it, but then it got him out of his, you know, got him out of the house. Yeah, and then he eventually was able to, you know, have recoup. And I, I don't feel like he held it against her. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is the cycle. And, He's like, uh, yeah, I know, I am a little bitch sometimes. And you know who's who's really the unsung hero? It's Pen Pen. Oh fuck, no, Pen Pen. Pen Pen in the second rebuild movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good looking. Oh, Asuka. that is yeah. a good one. That's the that's the outfit I like. Yeah, that we're we'll po- we're we'll posting that later in the Discord. Yeah, that that that's the outfit from when they um, are on the beach. Yeah, they reference the end of Evangelion finale. So. Um. But yeah, in the second rebuild movie, we see Pen Pen go to the zoo and talk to all these penguins, and the penguins would give him a standing ovation. And then in this fourth one, I think it's implied that we see Pen Pen just straight up hanging out with all these penguins. Was it implied that it was Pen Pen? I felt like it was because there was a specific shot where they like have one of the penguins like front and center, like the the main subject. I mean, it was and it was his character design. He's got the. I mean, it could have just been any old rock penguin, but I I thought it was supposed to. Yeah, they they did, but there was there was a shot where there was one penguin right in the front. Oh, it was like focused on this one penguin. Mm. I I thought, oh, that's Pen Pen. That's what I thought. See and. That's why I don't like Misato. She should have kept with him until the very end. Yeah. I mean, Misato deadbeat mom, apparently. Uh, uh, for real? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, see, it's not just the men out there. Yeah. <laughs> also want to shout out that I'm, I'm, I got to rewatch to confirm, but I'm fairly confident when Asuka goes into beast mode in this fourth movie, she uses the backdoor code 999, Galaxy Express 999. Yeah, he, he would. Anna would be a fan of that show. 
just like he is of um, Ultraman. You know, I don't know. I feel like he's he's Space throwing out some ship Yamato and Yamato. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think even with um, uh, Secret of Blue Water, what the fuck, uh, Nar- Nadia, Nadia. Yeah, did he work he- on Nadia? Mm-hmm. He yeah. um, he also worked on uh, the third. What did it say? Yatsura movie. Yeah. Wait, is that the one? No, that's not the one I watched. I watched the second one, did I? The third one. Beautiful Before. Dream? Not that one. Really? He worked on that one? Okay. Um, um, I'm pulling this shit up because I'm not going to be wrong. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he worked on one of them. I forget what it was called, though. Which one it was. Yeah, but how do you think he feels being this being his being synonymous for making this series and then him being like this might be the last thing he works on before he switches to um well not not movies per se or anime but he wants because i thought he wanted to do films and he did the godzilla movie Mm. Mm -hmm. but i thought he wanted to break out and do live action and that's it you know people I often hear big creative types being like, oh, I hate being trapped and limited by the one, yeah. you know, uh, title or, or one project of mine that broke out. I don't understand why that's such a bad thing. Like, if you're mm-hmm. uh, just, just like, if you're known, f- if that's your thing, then just fucking ride the wave. You know, yeah. it's, it's like Slayer being like, I, I hate that we're known for rain and blood. Like, <laughs> why? Just keep making rain and blood over and over again forever, man. Like, that's your signature sound. That's your expression, mm. you know? And, and maybe people feel like it's too one dimensional to have like one signature sound. But I, I feel like to have a signature sound is you know to have a, a an identity like that is powerful you mm-hmm. know it, it is not everybody can can claim that you know mm-hmm. so i i would i i think you should embrace stuff like that remember my love was the or to say yatsura movie remember the, one he, the one he worked on yeah okay um he did key animation oh, okay um and he worked on fully coolie yeah did you know that yeah i didn't I said, like, what else has this bitch done? Because I thought he was kind of like a Gona guy and did like um, anime plus live action. But apparently mm. not. Apparently that's not. And just the Gona guy does well, that. Well, now, now he's doing more live action. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah, yeah, I know it was the original, one of the original Gynax founders. Mm-hmm. So he's got, uh, he's got some history, I guess. Huh? Mm-hmm. Even with Gunbuster. I feel like Gunbuster is, I see a lot of Gunbuster in these movies sure as well not as i mean gumbuster is not as cerebral or philosophical but (laughs) (laughs) a little more streamlined yeah but that it's got a similar sense of giant robot and so far as gunbuster plays the comic you know plays to a comical sense of giant robot by having all the giant robots exercise together and they yeah. they touch on that <laughs> in the original series when asuka and shinji have to mm. do a double kick to defeat that angel to shove that angel back yep. into uh back from two halves into one hole and they can double kick it to break the core so they do all this training together and they have a similar kind of like you know training with the giant robots kind of montage mm. even the simulator 
right? The, yeah. Pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Yeah. And I thought the simulator in the in the I guess his third movie or the second. It might have been the second movie, but it's really cool how they had a. Uh, the eyes moving back and forth. Oh think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Asuka exactly was was training, yeah. or was Mari? I can't remember. But uh, yeah, very uh, uh, porn, uh, mech porn. What do you want to call it? Tech porn. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, do we know why people pilot these giant roboty things that um, also use weapons? Like their main thing is weapons. They don't like really use the the robot. Mm. I don't understand what you're asking so like yeah and like um you know i would say they're creating all these giant avas to to combat the angels but mm-hmm. for the most part the the avas are just using other weapons yeah and not like the oh. strength of the ava well yeah the the issue is that the real strength of the ava is the at field because you need you need the ava's at field to cancel the angel's at field gotcha uh which they kind of touch on in the original mm. they don't touch on at all in the rebuild movies mm. but the the angels are meant to be like they're like a combination of of Adam and Lilith. They're they're like pseudo pseudo atoms that are. It's like like trying to turn Lilith into Adam, kind of because they're they're Lilith. If I under, if I remember this correctly, they're like Adam vessels, but imbued with with Lilith. That thus like why the pilot's mothers get sucked in because that that's what. You know, they're, they're given soul and knowledge. You're given soul, basically, by the pilot, pilot's mother because otherwise they are just physical beings without souls as being reconstructions of, of Adam. And so because they have souls, they're able to generate AT fields, but because they're beings of Adam, they can generate the size and scope and power of AT field that's necessary to neutralize the angel's AT field, which is what opens them up to physical attack. Hmm. Um, and they, yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't really like explain that in the original, but they explain what AT fields are and they explain what the Avas are in a manner. And they explain what the angels are in a manner that like you can put together that that's, that's the situation. Hmm. The rebuild doesn't explain any of these things at all. Just just doesn't even touch on it. So you're saying like why do they have kinetic firing weapons like guns? Yeah, like why wouldn't you just of- build it into the Ava? Mm. Cause then it would be a Gundam. Yeah. Well, because the, the, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta consider like the Ava. I mean, we say that the Ava's are giant robots, but in reality, they're not robots. They're, they're physical beings. And the, the, I know, I know they, someone asked him this question recently, Mm -hmm. like last year, I think it was last year. And he was like, he's like, no, they're, they're robots. They're just giant robots. Yeah. Well, he, he, yeah. Okay. Well, okay so then, how come Shinji's uh, Ava gets his arm cut off and then it magically grows back? 
when he goes berserk mode. Yeah, well, so Anno may say that, but he, he's he trolling. Would, he's yeah, trolling. it's kind of a trolling answer because yeah. in universe they're not <laughs> giant robots. I mean, they specifically they they specify that in the original yeah. series. They they make a point of saying that you know they are. And it's implied visually, like left, right, and center, both in, in the original and in the rebuild. It's it's implied at all times that mm-hmm. they're not robots; that they are, you know, meat. I mean, they're 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 beings. They're they're. I mean, I guess one could say animals. Animals in a broad sense, in the same way that human beings are animals. I mean, they're flesh and bone, and the quote unquote robot part of them is armor plating that is meant not only to protect them but also to prevent them from free movement you know in the same way that like if you wear a suit of armor like not only does it protect you but like your arm hits the armor at a certain point you're limited to your physical movements so like if somebody else was controlling that suit of armor it would force your arm to move in whatever direction so when in the original series when unit one um, goes berserk and it breaks out of its armor. But, you know, Ritsuko reacts, saying that you know that isn't just to protect the Ava; that's also to bind it to our will. You know, that's the Ava like breaking out of um, you know it can no longer be piloted at, at that point because it mm. now like its arm it can move its arm on its own; it can move around on its own. That's why it's cra- crawling around on four legs and has its mouth open and shit. And yeah, when they so when when it goes in beast mode in the rebuilds, the reason why it regenerates its arm is because it is um, like it because the Evangelians are vessels of Adam. So Adam, for having the tree of life, is able to kind of like you really got to know about the Bible and shit to watch this. yeah but it doesn't really have anything to do with the bible it it just references the bible because it's cool but it's not the bible dan i know the bible's not cool but i'm I'm, no i'm I'm, but you understand you get what i'm saying like yeah it it, it keeps referencing the bible for reasons of, of of aesthetic not that like Oh, the Bible says that if you eat from the tree of life, you turn into a, you know, 20 foot insect, you know, like no. Um, but it, it can, they can regrow their limbs and stuff because they, yeah, are imbued with the tree of life. And so they, yeah, just have like these intense physical capabilities and the ability to like physically alter and, and change as necessary. So then why are there, technically only 13 but then we see millions and millions and millions of them well when we see millions and millions of them in the rebuild right yeah uh when we see millions and millions of them they're millions and millions of avas right yeah and i didn't understand that either like how do where did all these <laughs> yeah. evangelions come yeah, from you're supposed to know all the yeah answers. i didn't i didn't get I'm like, like how did nerve create all that stuff yeah. it looks like there's nobody left like what did Fiudski and Gendo just build an assembly line that manufactures this shit? Like yeah, I don't know. That's, that's how I got it. There was that. There was I guess Lilith, you know, uh, on the cross, right? Yeah. And then there was the, they're like almost like a a mold of that cross where they could press. That's what I the way I saw it was oh, like okay. make manufacture these sure Ava's okay and yeah so I white mold. I. Yeah, that could be. And, uh, by, uh, by the way, the reveal of Lilith in the first rebuild movie is crazy. 
That I remember that shocked me crazy. the first time I saw it. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so. The first rebuild movie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the end of the <laughs> No. <laughs> um, the, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so the, I, I, the way I interpreted the endless Evangelions was that all, as part of the glorification process, people turned into Evangelions. So the Avas were like roll. a representation of people and their souls. And then when Shinji and Gendo go through their emotions, then they turn back into people. And that's the scene where all the people are falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. But I, but I there's didn't really. Only 13. 13 angels, but the Avas. Av- well. Yeah, there's 13 manufactured Avas, but I I think those those the people that get turned into Avas I think are are a different a different thing. Hmm, interesting. Re, you know, rebuild doesn't explain this very well. No, it does not. <laughs> That's Just be I'm like, all right, you. this is how it is. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, again, this this make like when they go through these same concepts in the original, it makes sense because in the original. You know, when they go through human instrumentality, everybody pops and they, they just explode into little piles of LCL and Ray, all the all the rays come to harvest the souls because Ray is Lilith. You know, Ray is is the agent of, of Lilith or the like personification of Lilith. Mm-hmm. So she goes and collects all the people's souls and then brings the souls back to Lilith because everyone is merging into you know, Lilith mm. to become one collective consciousness mm. as Lilith. Uh, and then, you know, Lilith gets killed by unit one and souls return to their bodies. Although end of Evangelion only shows, you know, Shinji and Asuka as being the returned souls. Um, which there's a lot of theory about that. That's his own separate thing, but they, yeah, that, that to me just, just like intuitively, like I, I see the line of logic. I don't see the line of logic as to in the rebuild movies as to why all these people turn into copies of unit one and then they turn back into people like why unit one, mm. why'd they turn into Ava's anyway? Mm. Like why they turn into LCL? Well, because LCL is supposed to be the like primordial ooze of life, and they <laughs> talk about this in the original show, and mm-hmm. you know, so they lose their physical form and become you know, con- you know, beings of energy and consciousness. Mm. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. In rebuild, they turn into Avas, so they still have some kind of physical form, but their souls have left but they didn't where did they go because there's not like a collective consciousness having like where's the collective consciousness supposed to be like where's the instrumentality actually ending up uh and then they turn from ava's back into people but why i don't know it just i didn't get it (laughs) i guess we need an expert on this uh on our full deep dive i think we need to watch it a couple more times Uh, yeah we'll 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 have a better uh explanation we'll break down all the theories yeah yeah break down all the theories i'm not convinced there's a good explanation to be honest Mm. but maybe i'm I'm content with that i don't need it i don't need someone like for the most part i think i don't need 
a f- you know, I don't need to know exactly why this fucking, you know, chlorification, whatever, whatever the, 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 just, yeah, we were, we're talking, talking about, about earlier. That. Yeah. Um, this black tube like structures, uh, and the trains, the, the, all the trains that were suspended oh, so, and rotating and rotating yeah. and, and the battleships that were suspended by these strings, I guess they were like marionettes. Yeah, like, I didn't, didn't really get all that. I was okay with all that. There were that, strings though. in the sky in the <laughs> beginning, yeah. and I said, where the fuck these strings coming yeah. from? Yeah, I was okay with the various things flying for no reason, mm-hmm. but the yeah, the glorification <laughs> didn't didn't really make sense to me. Like, just create this ozone, just, you know, like we're on a, pl- a planet and we're creating, uh, what do you call that? Um, uh, yeah, the, yeah, there was a time when the core actually meant something. Mm-hmm. And when they say the corification of everything, like, what is that? What are what is what is it the core of? Like the core was the power plant of the angels. If everything becomes core, then what are, what is what is it the core of? What is it powering? It's our chi. It's yeah, chi. It's, 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 it's chakra. Really it. It's chakra. I mean, I was okay with everything. I was okay with everything turning red and being dead. But yeah, yeah. When that's they fun. when they called it the corification, and I thought that's supposed to be they they said it turns everything into like the core or it turns it all into core material. I'm like, oh, then what the fuck is it the core of? Yeah, uh, I don't know. My brain is uh, fried at this point thinking about this. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not, I am less okay with it having no good explanation, but you know I kind of get that Evangelion is about the emotion, mm-hmm. but also the original made sense. I, I stand by that, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking for the rebuild to make sense too. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is not a series. This is not a movie you can go out of order. Yeah, no, you got to watch all these in order. And yeah. uh, if this is, sounds complicated. Uh, it is. It's not for you, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, Ava, yeah, I think I think it can speak for all of us, but Ava is like one of our, you know, it's pretty high up there on our mm-hmm. yeah, top favorites. Yeah, top for me. So if you don't like the original Ava series, you're not going to like these rebuild movies. Mm-mm. But it feels like an end of an era. Uh, and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think. Because I can just go back and rewatch. The, yeah, I mean, I'm there's okay. so much rewatchability because none yeah. of this shit makes fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it too. I, I, uh, yeah, I give this movie a ten out of ten. Give Evangelion oh a fifty-five bajillion <laughs> oh out gosh. of ten is one of the ultimate best things ever made by man. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just love it. And but yeah, at the end of the day. Rebuild is good, but unfortunately, as we were talking about earlier, like who can like. I'll never forget the way I felt when they did the, the Ray reveal in the original, when Ritsuko takes Shinji uh, to the lower levels of nerve and turns on the light. And it's just the masses of rays in the tank that all look at him and, and Shinji's look of horror or the way I felt when unit one went berserk and ate that angel in the original, or even, even the way I felt the first time I watched end of Evangelion and like, watching Ritsuko pull the gun on Gendo. And, you know, they had a similar gun-pulling scene in this rebuild movie. But, it, yeah, the rebuilds just don't have those moments to me. Like, I'm, I'm, nothing nothing 
ever knocked me off my feet or made me feel like there was nothing that I couldn't take my eyes off the screen for, mm. you know, mm. like in the, in the original, when, uh, when everybody's, when third impact happens and everybody's popping into LCL, I'm like, the rest of the world doesn't even exist. I'm so <laughs> captivated by what I'm watching on screen, the emotion, the feeling, the, the vibe it, it's it's like nothing else rebuild movie yeah i'm watching it i'm like yeah those are pretty good mm. <laughs> this last one was pretty good i really like this one yeah it's my favorite of the rebuilds actually yeah. um i think the rebuilds could use a little bit of um uh trimming trimming of the fat and they're a little lengthy a little wordy but in like the grand scheme of things we get more of a franchise and each of the movies like builds on itself. And I feel like it, it, it's great for sure, but also very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little, you know, it's like Genshin. I don't give a fuck about the story in Genshin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I really like the new characters. I really love Mari. Yeah, I like Mari too. Yeah. And Asuka blossoms into a fine young woman, and I'm so proud of her. So does Ray. Or Miss Miss Lookalike. Lookalike, yeah. She's not Ray. She's not yeah. Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Only to Shinji that wants to neg her and, <laughs> you know, dead name her. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's it for this episode. Um, it's a little bit shorter than normal, but we are in person. Yeah. And on video. And if you want to get the video version of this um, podcast, you can go to um, Otaku Host Club. Um, di- no, you can go to patreon.com slash Otaku Host Club. Sign up for our Platinum Mad tier. Um, you can be like these people Alex F, <laughs> mm-hmm. Francis M, other Francis, and Johnny C. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we have a bunch of um, bonus content up on our Patreon for you guys. Me and Jeff um, have a seasonal episode up there ready to go. And me and Dan have a trash taste special coming very soon, as soon as I can edit it together and upload it there for you guys. So if you want to get these episodes early or support the podcast, patreon.com slash otaku host club. Um, we also have a discord server. You can chat with us in between episodes if you want to. Um, <laughs> and uh, shouts out to Ube Lean. I haven't shouted you out yet. You joined a while ago, but um, you know, we just been busy. Our schedule's been off you know um so shout out to you thanks for joining thanks for hanging out with us and we also have a twitter an instagram and a tumblr so check us out on all that kind of stuff and um don't forget to check out our chainsaw man weekly episodes we're doing that weekly we got three episodes left guys i'm so sad about it Mm -hmm. but excited but sad but excited Mm -hmm. on the edge of my seat but very sad sadly on the edge of your seat (laughs) (laughs) and we will catch you guys in our next episode oh yeah go on to our discord and choose something for us to review oh yeah do that in our fan participation channel there is i will pay you twenty dollars to make us watch legend of the galactic no (laughs) we said not that long we said it can't be that long i will pay you 
$30 (laughs) to talk Amelia into this. (laughs) All right. Let's see what happens. Yeah, go vote. Go give us a series that you guys want to hear us talk about, and we're going to put all of them up for vote, and we will review one for the new year. That's your Christmas present from us to you.